everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Northman, the new Eggers film. Uh, was it Robert Eggers? Uh, yep. Yes. Robert, Roger, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, for, it, like, I had in my mind that it was uh, Roger Eggers for the longest time. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, we're talking about the new film from Robert Eggers. I think his focus features uh, The Northman. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Uh, so uh, we are big. We're, I think we're pretty big Eggers stands relatively on this on this podcast. I see mean, two of his movies. I mean, does he have more than two? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think he's only got those two. I really like the two movies of his that I've seen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Witch and the Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking and I don't know if he's done anything else in English. Uh, actually, no, I, no, I think that's it. That's all he's done. Those two feature length films. So that's exciting. Um, but anyway, so we'll get to that towards the end of the show and also talk about the newest episode of Moon Knight. Uh, well, newest as of last week, because uh, uh, Moon Knight comes out on Wednesdays and we release on Wednesdays. So we will talk about last week's game changing episode of Moon Knight. Yeah. First, we're going to get to the news. All right. Okay. So as we're recording, CinemaCon is happening, which is a exhibitor um, presentation. Basically, it's like a convention for theater exhibitors. Um, okay. Kind of like what, what, what Comics Pro is. I'm not okay. sure. I think California, I assume. Sure. Kind of like what Comics Pro is for comic book stores. It's yeah. Um, it's all, it's not for the general public. It's just for theater people. Um, and they it's just studios hyping up their movies for the slate, you know, for the next right. year's slate and uh they announced just now that uh officially the batman is getting a sequel and that matt reeves Ooh. is returning to direct and um it's not That's really cool. surprising at all is no, it? of course <laughs> not. it's very successful so no yeah the movie did really well um but it's good to have a i'm surprised they didn't announce this before uh it's a weird strategy normally you announce the, the sequel like as the movie's coming out or like the first week of it to right. show how how good it's doing, you know, and how you're missing out about on something that's already got to come see this new movie that's yeah yeah on the, it, the ground floor. Very much that, but I mean, I guess it's a good time. It just went on HBO Max this week, so you you can watch it for free there. Um, oh, but yeah, it, is it this week? Yeah, it came out on Monday or last oh, week. Sweet. Yeah, I'd like to watch it again, honestly. Yeah, I might probably not. But I mean, I, I only saw it the one time in theaters, so. Okay, so Sony also had a presentation, mm. and there's a there's a it, it's a mixed bag. I've I, I, uh, I've heard, I've heard yeah, some so of the, uh, the things. We'll here. start with into the Spider Verse uh, stuff. So a couple days before CinemaCon, they pushed back uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which is the sequel, uh, Spider Verse Two. Let's call it, I guess. Yes. Um, now it's coming out in summer 2023. It was supposed to come out this year, so it's a bit of a bummer. It's uh, definitely it's like unfortunate. Half a, a half year delay but you know animated movies take a lot of time and uh effort you know so yeah i'd rather wait and get a perfect film you know like them to do what they want than rush out a uh, an unfinished, unfinished one yeah right. let's let's put it that way <laughs> um so it's a bummer but it's kind of abstract to me i don't know how you feel about it but like December of this year and summer next year is like my brain can't really comprehend either so it's not like too devastating it's all it's all theoretical at this point like yeah 
is it if it's not like if i can't get tickets for it it's all in that same sort of ether ethereal pool you know if i don't have a concrete ticket window or tickets are going on sale in two weeks or it's not yeah i don't know if it's not like in this season that i'm in now exactly then i'm not too hotly like anticipating it but it's still a bummer um and then we got a release date for madam web yes uh I know, I know you're excited about that. This I mean, is the. I've, uh, I've been waiting for the Madam Web movie. Like, I can't wait. Like, I got the first appearance. Actually, no, we sold our first appearance of Madam Web during the sale. We have two on the live sale tonight, two different Whoa. grades. Okay, but anyway, uh, it's coming out July 7th, 2023. So, not too far after the other one. Um, But sure, also this. with Spider Verse, sorry, pivoting back to Spider I'm going in chronological order, but it doesn't really make sense. Spider Verse, they retitled the third one. It used to be across the Spider Verse part one and two. Right. Which I don't, I never liked it when they do that. No, like me neither. The part one and twos. Um, but now it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be called um, Beyond the Spider Verse, the third one. Hmm. And they showed 15 minutes of footage to the people there. It's not online. I don't think they're going to put it online. But um, okay. it featured a bunch of Gwen Stacy in her world, which I'm excited to see that. Um, it had Spider Man 2099. It had uh, Miles and his reality. Um, it had Issa Rae's. Uh, she's playing Spider Woman, Jessica Drew, okay. and uh, apparently she's pregnant, like that run in the comics. You know, she's five months yeah. pregnant in in this movie, so that's pretty cool. I didn't know they're going that route. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty different. I like that. Um, so, do we are we reading tea leaves at all into the delay, and that maybe it has something to do with something bigger than just the movie's not ready yet? Is there maybe like folding maybe mcu or something does it have to do with dr strange in some capacity or i don't think so i think it's either a scheduling conflict you know competition something like that or it's not finished it's one of those two yeah i agree i mean it could be something maybe you know maybe at the end of the third one they become live action and then it's like folded into the mcu you know but that would be too like baller of them then they would have sony and i'm gonna do that you know yeah, I don't. I mean, that, that'd be cool. Or if there was some sort of like a, maybe when they get pulled in, maybe they get pulled in from Doctor Strange, but they turn live action. Yeah, that would be cool. That, but there's no way that that's happening mm-hmm. to Doctor Strange. Though. It's too cool to happen, though. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Th- there's um, no way we're getting that level of a surprise. But I think that would be a cool ending for the third one if they go that route. But Definitely. you never know. Um, Sony also announced their next Spider-Man spinoff movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Another one to get hyped for. It's called El Muerto, and it's starring Bad Ooh. Bunny. Uh, exactly. So he, this is a a villain, a Spider-Man villain or adversary from uh, I think it was like 2006's Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. I think he was in two issues. Ooh. Okay. And I think so I think I could be wrong, but I think he's been in two issues total in history. So you can collect his whole uh run, run. The, the, yeah, the, every the issue he's run. ever appeared in. Yeah. Every appearance. Um, yeah, so he's wow. a wrestler. Wait, um, bad, wait, Mel Muerto or Bad Bunny? The character. Okay, it's like, yeah, we bad, bad Bunny. Bunny, the wrestler credit? He did, well, I mean, he, I he did a little idea. thing, yeah. He did. Um, but it. this is very much like, maybe they wanted to work with Bad Bunny and they're like, who should we pick, you know? So yeah. they found I, someone. Somebody that's not like, um, you, you don't want to give like Bad Bunny... A high tier character right like 
I don't think it's that. I think they just are clueless. I gotta be honest. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they, I don't know. They're not shy about ruining high tier characters. I feel like you know. I just think <laughs> that you know what? That's correct. That's that's right. They're not. They're not shy about that at all. I think they just assume everyone will be like, "Oh, Bad Bunny can't wait for that movie." Love Bad Bunny. Um, he was at WrestleMania. I love Madam Web. Yeah, I don't know, Michael. <laughs> how? I- uh, who's deciding who gets a spinoff the 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 cast the, the characters that they have michael I, they have some really good ips you know like yes why why are we here again why is this every few I'm, months we get another worthless spinoff maybe it'll be great that's the same with every movie that they announce it has a potential to be great yeah sorry but that's okay. it's time to record the podcast <laughs> um but uh <laughs> um i don't man i was talking about this with matt uh of uh, Top Gun fame, and Matt was talking about the same deal. Like you remember the Sinister Six and all this stuff that they did previously, and uh-huh. you know it's like he's like, how many? How can they just sell this back to to Disney already? Like it's like I feel like how are they making? How much money are they making off of this? Like, like was was Venom two like a big success in Morbius financially? I think it's their biggest successes. Yeah, is it Morbius okay. is not at oh, all? Of course, no. Uh, Venom two was a was a success, and Venom one was a huge success. Okay. And then their Spider Man movies and the Spider Man games are their biggest oh, games. True. You know, it's like yeah, they, yeah, they're, they're not, never they're, gonna give it up. I mean, yeah, I mean, if the price is right, but I mean, is it worth it for Disney at that point to do that? Probably not. I think it would have to just like stop bringing in money. Like it would have to consistently flop for them to consider it. You know. Right. And like like the Peter Parker movies would have to start flopping. I don't think that'll ever happen. Right. Because even if they're terrible, they'll make boatloads of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they keep, you know, promising what seems to be sub subpar, you know, seek or spin-off films, there's a possibility. But man, I don't know. I, the Bad Bunny led El Muerto film. I don't know, man. Bad Bunny is supposed to be in Bullet Train. He's in the trailer. He is in Bullet Train. So we'll see his acting capabilities pretty soon. Well, you already saw him. He was at WrestleMania. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yes. Give him the Oscar. Um, but it I can't mean, be Morbius be... bad, right? Um I'm I'm way more looking forward to this than Morbius. Yeah. Because it's because Jared Leto, you know, like it's not the Jared yeah, Leto Jared factor. Leto I like Bad Bunny. Like, I think Morbius would have been way more enjoyable with literally anybody else in that in that role who wasn't taking it so seriously jerry little didn't know what movie he was in because this has got to be a fun movie if it's a pro wrestler villain played by bad bunny right it can't be taken yeah. seriously can it no this is as serious as venom i think yeah, or, yeah so if too. this wasn't the only bad part about this movie is that it's a spider-man movie you know right like if this was just some other movie announced i was like oh that sounds interesting and then i would never think about it until it came out but I don't know. We'll see. Um, another weird one. Aquaman star uh, Jason Momoa. You know him? Uh, He's no, going to no, be no. leading the Minecraft live action movie. <laughs> uh, Dig it. I don't know. I don't. That's all. That's all Wait, the information. So Michael. Lead, leading it, meaning he's like, going to be the the, the lead. He's going to be the the main guy. Mike, what's his name? Steve. Steve. I guess so. Yeah. Is he going to be Steve, or is he going to be like a narrator telling us about Steve? Because really, I would, I'd rather cast, if I'm casting Jason Momoa as a, uh, as a Minecraft character, I would put him as the pig or the cow, you know? 
something stupid. I don't know. I don't know. What, I, I haven't played Minecraft. Uh, and um, this doesn't really make I mean, sense there's, to me. There's not a story. I'm okay. That, that's a lie. There is a story to it, but like, not really. No one's playing it for that. Unless you're a child. Um, oh. I mean, what's up? Fight me. Um, I don't know. That, okay, sure. Whatever. I mean, it's it, that's that's what all these animated movies need, right? Is they need... Wait, this is animated, right? Not, not a live action. It's live action. Oh, I missed that. It's live... Yeah. It's, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That's that's even better. That's it, it went from something I don't care about, like Super Pets, to like if they did a live action Super Pets. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need that. Yeah, animated Minecraft makes sense to me, you know? Yeah, of course. Like, is it like really going to be square? Something? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man please let this be as stupid as i hope it is like i that that's oh that's exciting i love that okay cool i'm on board top of the list well okay <laughs> i i i'm not on board but we'll see maybe maybe i will be i like mess so maybe i'm on board Don't um that werewolf by night special it's a disney plus thing that's coming yes. out pretty soon uh i think it's this year maybe it's next year Okay. But anyway, apparently they have cast uh, Elsa Bloodstone, and it is her name is Laura Donnelly. She was in the um, that Joss Whedon show that came out, The Nevers, on HBO I, Max. I, I don't think anybody watched that, so I I watched a couple episodes. I wasn't too into it, but I will say I she was a standout. I liked her. She was the main character. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, she was really charismatic. Uh, which is a lot of Joss Whedon leading ladies, you know. That that is like, true um so good for her i mean yeah that's I a good pivot i think, I know I think. yeah I, I don't know her i don't no, know much about the character to be honest either okay um she's yeah, in the she, video game i've played but she's in a lot of things that i've never seen it looks she's like she's in the marvel knights uh dark Oof. hole that kind of air that kind of like uh yeah. world of marvel you know so she, I think she's a vampire hunter or something. <laughs> the only thing I know her from is the BBC, BBC show Merlin. That's the only thing I've ever seen her in. Oh, okay. From 2009. So there well. you go. Um, but cool. I mean, I mean, if you if you said she was good in the Nevers, that that's a win. Yeah, we'll I, I don't see. Too, I don't know too much about Elsa Bloodstone. Um, I'm sure. You know, she'll be hyped up soon. You know? Of course, we had a first uh, first appearance on the wall a while ago. It was a it's a surprisingly uh, hot book. That first appearance of Elsa Bloodstone. It just doesn't come in that often. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's get cool. it now. Get it. Get it on the ground floor. Yes. Exactly. Um. Okay. So I'll end. I'll end with a bombshell, Michael. Bombshell. Fast and Furious news. Have you heard? I, did it happen just now at CinemaCon? No, it happened like a couple hours ago, though. Okay, no, no I didn't. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog so crossover? We got the Fast 10 uh, announcement yes. last week, you uh-huh. know. Fast 10, your seatbelts. And apparently they just started last week production. That was oh. when they announced it was when they started production on it. Cool. Um, right. But days into production, the director has bailed. Justin Lin. Justin Lin he's, quit? <laughs> he's done five of these movies, and he, he suddenly quit days into production of this movie. What could have made him quit? I don't know. He said, with the support of Universal, his like it's very like PR, you know. Of course. Uh, I've made the difficult decision to step back as director of Fast Ten, 
that's what, that's what he called it. I guess that's what it's actually called. It's not just a graphic. Um, <laughs> while remaining with the project as a producer, you have to keep him on as a producer, like for credit and stuff. Over 10 years and five films, we have been able to shoot the best actors, the best stunts. I don't know, best, I don't know about best actors. Yeah, and like, best okay. damn car chases. On a personal note, as a child of Asian immigrants, I'm proud of helping to build the most diverse franchise in movie history. That's true. Um, yeah. I will never be great. Never be great. I will forever be grateful to the amazing cast, crew, and studio for the support and for welcoming me to the Fast family. Um, so is Vin Diesel stepping into the direct? Oh my gosh, I hope so. That would be amazing. Because then it really would be a family affair, you know. But then he would be like definitely entering his villain era because then it would seem like he pushed him out, you know? Well, yeah, and, that, and that's okay. Why do I feel like this is Vin Diesel's fault? Because he's always like got something to say about what the story needs to be or who has to be in it or, you know, like. Yeah, I, we've talked about this before. Like, I don't get the weird, like, actors having authorial control over characters that they're playing. Like, it, like to that level. Like, Vin Diesel, this is a part that was written for you or, that, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't create Dom. Your Dom was written and you portrayed it. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know why he is, like, the godfather of the Fast universe. Other than yeah, an actor who's in all, in all the movies, or almost all of them. Well, the real answer is that Fast, Fast and Furious movies without him flop. True. Like, Hobbs and Shaw, it, it didn't flop, it didn't do well, it didn't make money. And uh, the other ones that he, when he was briefly out, you know? Right. Um, he brings Absolutely. in the money uh, so he can make demands. Fair, fair enough. It may, it's probably not fair to blame him for this, but I, I'm excited to learn what the what the what the real T is at some point. You know, oh, oh, we will know the T, like definitely. I, I mean, if they're already in production, they have to have another director lined up already. So they're scrambling if they if they don't. You know. All right. So who's it going to be? Make it. Make your make your pick right now. Make your joke pick and your real pick. My joke pick is David Lynch. Speak for Lynch. Um, um, no, my I think I think it'll be Vin Diesel. Has he directed a film before? No, I don't know. Directorial debut. Okay, my joke pick and my real pick is Greta Gerwig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Director of Lady Bird, uh, you mean, know, and Little Women. You know, I think that's the perfect energy we need to bring to the Fast and Furious. You know, I'm about it. <laughs> Make it happen. Wow. Um, but that's all I got. Like I said, CinemaCon is going on right now, so we'll have more news for you next week. But uh, wow. But that's uh, the tea. That's so. That's the is that that's the new sign off for Dylan's new segment. And that's the tea. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. Thank you, Dylan, for telling us all about the live sale, but I understand you have uh, a couple more additions, some some addendums. A slew of other events coming up. A slew. 
Okay, first of all, the live sale tonight, we're popping off. All the KSUs. I know. Uh, I saw one and I'm upset about that it. That Werewolf by Night? Yeah, I'm not ready. 1600, like that, first appearance of Moon Knight. We got first Doctor Strange, first Galactus, first Silver Surfer. We got a Boys yeah. number one, first Hawkeye, Soggy Ojimbo, first Lizard, uh, first Morbius. Ooh. Um, we got both now first Jane Foster's, affordable. whatever you <laughs> No, it's not no. first Jane Foster, first, uh, you know, Thor. Jane Foster's um, yeah. for Spider Woman. So Ooh. I don't know. First Rocket Raccoon. Lots Ooh. of good ones. Wow. Stacked. Yeah. I mean, I want that 32, though. I want that Werewolf by Night. Some, a good collection came in. Yeah, apparently. Okay, I'll claim it. So we got, no matter what your flavor of Moon Knight is, we got it. You know, we got the first Moon Knight. We got the first Moon Knight number one. Um, we have the, the Marvel Spotlight. Okay. Uh, first Moon Knight in yep. title. Um, we have the first, the Secret Avengers graded, the first Mister Knight. Wow! You know, so we got all the Moon Knight keys. Nice. Okay, um, but that's tonight, seven PM on our Facebook page, seven to nine. Um, and then we have free comic book day. <laughs> Sorry, I was. I'm looking at the list here, and uh, for some reason, there's like an error on the date on on uh, Facebook for some reason. But free comic book day next Saturday. May 7th. At, uh, yeah, not this upcoming Saturday, but the one after that. Yes. Um, all locations. Uh, we got a bunch of free comics. Thousands. We got Rob, thousands of free comics. Yeah. We got local artists. We got Rob Liefeld uh, signing at the Galleria area store from 12 to 2, probably later, but committing to 12 to 2. Right. Yeah. We'll sign Deadpool Bad Blood number one for free, which we have plenty of. And then we have Manga Club uh, this Friday. At the Sugarland store, we're sold That's out right. of the books by family, but you can still join in and just talk manga. You don't need to have read it, or you can read it online and just and come hang join out. In. Yeah, exactly. And that's um, at 7 p.m. at the Sugarland store. And then awesome. Wednesday, May 11th, we have a signing for an image comic called That That Texas Blood from the author. It's a really good Chris- book, by the way. Really? I haven't read yeah, it, but I liked it. I want to now. From uh, the writer's name is Chris Condon. He's flying in for a event at Alamo Draft House. He's presenting oh. some screening, um, but he's also just going to come sign here. So we ordered a bunch cool. of that graphic novel, and you can come either get it signed at the Galleria area store at a really weird time, eleven to one, eleven a.m. to one p.m. on okay. Wednesday. So I know that's kind of a weird ask, you know. Um, but yeah, if you but can't like make it to that, of all the midday signings to do, a Wednesday is a good one because people are there for comics in the middle of the day so like just come pick up your comics a little late you know don't do the don't do the 10 a.m thing but just um, hang out just come in at 10 hang out yeah or if you can't make that he'll be at the theater that night signing the alamo draft house in la centera that's near katie um yeah i really like that one he'll be there um from like 6 30 to 7 30 and from 9 to 10 p.m so like sandwiching when his screening is you know so we'll be right. set up there with a table and he'll be signing at our table. So awesome. come pay us a visit Alamo Draft House. I'll be yeah. there. I, I can I can give a thumbs up to that trade trade paperback. I was I read the singles as that issue as that series was coming out. I like it quite a bit. It's very good. Nice. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and then Friday, uh, May 13th, we have Terry Dodson signing at the Galleria area store. He'll be there from 4 to 7 p.m. Um you, if you want to go to the signing, you have to get a copy of his graphic novel that he's here to promote. It's called Adventure Man. It's his creator-owned uh, yes. image title written by Matt Fraxton. Um, so we'll have plenty of that. We also have plenty of uh, Harley Quinn 
one and two and his X-Men Fantastic Four recent one from a couple of years ago. Nice. Um, yeah, so you have to, once you buy the graphic novel, then you like unlock the signing and you can get as many things signed for free, you know? Um, awesome. But then he'll also be at the Bedrock City Comic Con the next day, all day from 12 to 6, and there's no purchase necessary for that one. Um, so if you if you don't want to get the graphic novel or you, or you can't, can't you know, yeah, um, you can just go to the con the next day, which I'm, I'm very excited both. about. Or both, yeah. Um, he'll be there. And uh, so will 30 vendors and four oh. food trucks, musical acts. We're going to, we're going to say. I wish I could go. I, so Dylan. Michael, uh, come on. Dylan uh, asked in our uh, private company discord uh, for some help from other stores to help work the con. And Clear Lake was going to send somebody. Um, and I debated sending myself. I you should like, have. It's like, you know, but, but then I didn't, I didn't want to do con setup. You know, I didn't want to have to like load and unload. I was, I yeah, was they could get selfish. roped into that. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they will. But um, yeah, it's gonna be really fun. I'm excited. We're down to the wire. Uh, everything is ready to go. I'm excited. Mark Nelson's awesome. gonna be there also signing. Um, oh, he's great. We got most of the vendors. I'm pretty proud of the vendor lineup because, like, you know, when you go to the cons and it's like little like Etsy people. Yes. Which. I like that stuff a lot, but this one is more, it's a little bit different. It's more comic related. So it's comics, toys, pops, that's okay. that kind of thing, you know? So you get cool. all the shopping and the cool artist. That, I mean, and, I, it and beer great. and uh, food trucks. There's going to be, yeah, I don't need to go through all the food, but it's going to be good. 12 to 6, no label brewery in Katy. And that's all I got. That's awesome. Um, well, let's get to my news. Um, so, um, I last week told you that this past Wednesday, uh, on AEW dynamite, there was going to be a big announcement. And I speculated that it was going to be a new Japan pro wrestling, uh, super show put on with AEW. And wouldn't you know it? Um, they announced AEW announced a super show with new Japan pro wrestling called forbidden door. Uh, it's going to be taking place in Chicago on June 26th. And I am very excited. Uh, I just hope that um, Kenny Omega can be healed up by that time. That's a big if, because um, he's still on the shelf and he's been on the shelf since November. Uh, so we'll see. Because, uh, but anyway, so Wait, what's is, Forbidden Door? Forbidden Door is the name of the show. It's the name of the like, like WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. Um, so they're putting on a show called Forbidden Door. Um, and that, oh, if, if you want to know the, the genesis of that term, um, that term uh, came in an interview. So first of all, real quick, um, the people that started AEW, the wrestlers that started AEW, came from New Japan Pro Wrestling. There was Americans working in New Japan. Um, and so that, had, that created a sour relationship with AEW and New Japan because they felt that they stole some talent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but now that has gone away and they're ready to work together, but they were not for a long time. So um, there was uh, a, a wrestler named Hiroshi Tanahashi from new Japan pro wrestling was giving an interview uh, talking about how he was going to be wrestling Chris Jericho a couple of years ago, who works for AW and blah, blah, blah. They were talking and he said, you know, and if you beat me, I'll, I'll, I will open the forbidden door and, you know, something and blah, 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 continuing on his promo. And so that, Hiroshi Tanahashi saying forbidden door became 
the go-to phrase on wrestling Twitter and wrestling everywhere for cross promotion between Japan uh, and AEW. Uh, and so they took that and ran with it. And now they're going to be running an event called Forbidden Door. And what we don't know is whether it's going to be like AEW versus New Japan, or we don't know anything about the structure of the card at this point, but this is probably the most exciting show or my most exciting like wrestling show announcement since probably all in, which is the show that pre, uh, predated the formation of AEW. Um, this is a really big deal. Uh, it's going to be at the uh, United Center in Chicago. The big it's where the Bulls play. You know, it's very cool. So okay, yes, and this has nothing to do with Doctor Who. Nothing, but the trailer does look. But the poster does look like a Doctor Who. Why poster. does that look exactly like Doctor Who? Yeah, even I was like, O's, is this right? a Doctor Who themed event? No, it's the the way the O's are like. I know. The... It looks like a TARDIS. Okay. Every, anyway, it, it's, it, it also looks like has Doctor Strange colors too. Like it's very. It's yeah. Odd, right. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, no, that's it. Um, so <laughs> we'll be covering that as we go further into it, um, as we get closer to it. Uh, and I don't have a big wrestling news for this week, other than that um so we do have a little bit of gaming news um dungeons and dragons um or wizards of the coast had their big uh wizards direct which is like nintendo direct but for about wizards of the coast um okay. they announced the DD movie has a title now an actual title now it is called dungeons and dragons honor among thieves and it has a release date of march 3rd 2023 which is less than a year away. So uh, probably going to be bad. Um, anyway, we're, that, that's, a, that's, that's a safe assumption, I think. But either way, that's the least exciting D&D news. The, the good D&D news is that they also announced um, the return of two fan favorite uh, campaign settings, uh, Spelljammer and Dragonlance. Spelljammer is D&D in space. Um, Dragonlance is another fantasy setting. Um, we don't have a date on Dragonlance, but Spelljammer is coming out in August, and it is very exciting. I personally love Spelljammer. Um, I have run Spelljammer for employees. It, that was the big crux of my employees-only game um, a few years back. I ran that for okay. about four years, and it's very silly, Spelljammer is. It's like all the, all the ships, all the spaceships look like boats or animals, and it's very trippy in the 80s and 70s. Um, but so in, either way, that is available for pre-order at all Bedrock locations. It's going to be a, um, a small box set that's going to be, I think, $65 or $69.99, I think. I can't remember. So it, right in that $70 uh, range, not as expensive as some of the other box sets. So there's that um very excited about all of that um we have some uh horror news um the the actor that plays michael myers i don't know if you saw this uh was mm -hmm. giving an interview uh who was talking about um the end of uh, about halloween ends and he says quote i think there might be well he's talking about other things I think there might be more because of all the success of this trilogy, but David Gordon Green will have a very surprising storyline and ending for everyone. It's absolutely something I don't think you would have ever guessed in terms of the way it's going to unroll. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I don't believe that for a second. Like, Me neither. I, I, I'm sorry. Halloween Kills was not good. I really wanted it to be after how good 2018 was, but it really 
I find myself not caring about Halloween ends, which is really unfortunate because I loved 2018 so much. Where are you at with Halloween as a franchise? I care. I'm excited if it's a true uh, finale, you know? Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to, the reason I didn't like Halloween Kills is because it was very filler, you know? So if this isn't that, I'll be excited. But um, even the most unexpected thing is expected, you know? Like if Lori becomes the next Michael, you know, something like dumb, even if it's something stupid and twisty like that, it's not going to shock me. So I don't, I don't really believe him. (laughs) Okay. Um, We've covered it previously. uh, The new uh, Stephen King adaptation or re-adaptation of Firestarter is coming to Peacock uh, in two weeks, three weeks, May 13th. Um, However, John Carpenter, I didn't realize this, is doing the soundtrack. Um, he is composing the project with him and his son, uh, Cody Carpenter. And they released the first track online, and it's awesome. If you, uh, you know, we, ta- we did a John Carpenter soundtrack story uh, probably about several months, well, several months ago, probably right before Halloween Kills came out, because they released a track before that. And John Carpenter still has it and can still just like crank out awesome retro sound soundtracks that don't sound um boring and sound new yeah like, agreed so if you if you go to the youtube the youtube machine type in firestarter and titles you'll get this new three and a half minute uh john carpenter sound uh, uh track for the new firestarter and it's awesome give it 30 seconds if you don't like it within 30 seconds you're not gonna like it but I thought it's really good, and that actually makes me more excited about the the Firestarter film, which I think also looks pretty good anyway. Um, are you going to be watching Firestarter, Dylan? I'll watch it if you say it's good. Okay. I don't think it looks very good, so I'm not... Yeah, I don't it, know. It's it one of those things fine. where I'll, someone will have to tell me, to, someone will have to recommend it for me to watch okay. it. Sure. Or like reviews have to be really good, something like that. Okay. Um, Dylan, I have some A24 news. Tell me about and it. it. And it's not a trailer. Have you heard? Sign me up. Yep, that's right. They have launched a monthly or they have launched a membership service. Um, it is $10 a month or $100 a year. Um, it's called AAA24, like AAA the car service. Uh, you get all sorts of stuff with this it's a okay so the, this article says that it's a 9.99 a month or no that's not true um yeah because i signed up for it's it five dollars it a month or 55 dollars a year yeah this article says it's ten dollars a month but i signed up for it it was 55 for the year and i, I did it so i here i am i am a card carrying member of the a24 nice club. um so what do you get with your a24 club you get uh i don't really know so you get you get the you get their zine which comes out quarterly so you get four of those you get a birthday gift. Who knows what that is? Um, you also get um, added to their close friends on Instagram, a pin, discounts at the shop, um, exclusive merch, and early access to certain products. So all that A24 crap that sells out really quickly, you can probably snag it as part of this club. Um, and you also really, you get the, the membership card, which is just the flex and it's all on its own. So yeah, <laughs> this is kind of weird. Cause like I just gave a twenty four fifty five dollars essentially for, for what a keychain, a keychain and a card. The zines. I'm excited about the zines, um, but they got me. I did it. It came out today, and I did it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm on the fence. 
I'm a fake fan. I thought I thought you were a real. Hey, fan I bought a shirt from them. I got a shirt from them in the mail yesterday, so oh, I've you? given them oh, some you, money. Did yeah. you get the, the puffy uh, puffy eyeball shirt? Yeah. Well, Dylan, if you like everything everywhere all at once, the first zine that you get is by Daniels. So I saw. I'm thinking about it. Can I get it graded? Uh, yes, absolutely. You can get it slabbed. But speaking of A24, we did get a new trailer this week for the new film Bodies, 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 starring. Yeah. Amanda Stenberg and Pete Davidson. And what a trailer this movie. <laughs> like, um, I don't have we talked about this movie before? Because I don't think we have. I think we yeah, I think we when they announced it, we talked about it. Okay, because I don't really remember anything about this, but it looks great. Uh, it looks really good. It, this is a R-rated uh slasher whodunit, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um so and it's rated r for violence bloody images drug use sexual references and pervasive language so pretty much everything um the 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 tagline is when a group when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very very wrong um yep. go go yep go check out the trailer it looks pretty good um has a bunch of people that i don't know so there's that. Oh, Lee Pace is in it. So that's another person I know. Um, but I don't know most of the people in this movie. It's uh, directed by Helena Rain, Rajan. I don't know her though. Me neither. And it's written by um, Christina Ropinian and Sarah Delapi and Chloe Acuno, who wrote VHS 94. So that's a good credit. It seems um, like it's going to have a feminist twist, you know? It I'm does. excited. It does. So go check out the trailer for this. I thought it was awesome. It looks funny. Um, I don't know if there's a... I'm sure there's a release date. Oh, August 5th. August 5th. That's very soon. Cool. Yep. Okay. Exciting. Um, then I have one more trailer this week. One more horror trailer. Um, mm-hmm. A movie that I kind of forgot about because I feel like we talked about this like a year ago. Yeah, it's gotten pushed back. Yeah, I feel like Ron was on the show when we when we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we got a trailer, a new trailer for The Black Phone, which is um, an upcoming adaptation of um, a Joe Hill short story, Stephen King's son, starring Ethan Hawke and a bunch of children, I'm sure. Um, directed by Scott Derrickson, who did uh, the first Doctor Strange film. So yeah. this trailer is really cool. I liked it quite a bit. Um, and this is also the Ethan Hawke cast, apparently, this week. Yeah. He's in the news sure. and both review segments. So there you are. Um, the Black Phone, it's about this kid who gets kidnapped by a man in a weird mask with black balloons. Um, and he's imprisoned in this basement or something similar. And then he has this phone. That there's this phone attached to the wall that he can use to call, um, looks like ghosts or something. Past uh, victims. Pa- yes, past vic- Well, yes, past victims. Um, th- this trailer looks very good. Um, the new trailer gave us a little bit more story to look at um, and a little bit uh, more into the characters. Uh, what do you think of this trailer, Dylan? I thought it looked really good. I could have done without the trailer because I, I thought the first trailer was super strong and I was hooked. Uh, I did. I did too. Um, so I didn't need this, but it still looks really good. So it's still it a good trailer. Yeah. It does. And I forgot to mention this is Blumhouse. So um so you know we gotta go. 
Yeah. Um, well, okay. Wait, there's one more Blumhouse thing oh. though. I know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't planning on talking about it. Neither were you, because there's nothing to talk about. There's but a there's a there's a poster for one called Megan, uh, a creepy doll movie. Well, I love creepy doll movies. It looks. All the comments are saying it looks like Yossified Chucky, and I agree. <laughs> She's I mean, all. Is it's Chucky like a, already Yossified? Yeah, you're right, but. I don't know what else to say. I'm down for a Blumhouse doll movie, you know? Me too. I'm into it. Um, but uh, that's all I have this week for my uh, for my news. Before we uh, go get to the reviews, let's do our picks of the week really quick. Um, Got to make sure that we remember those. Uh, my pick of the week is Amazing Spider-Man number one. That's right. Number one, there is a brand new Amazing Spider-Man and a Ooh. bunch of very cool covers to go choose from. Um, mm-hmm. Get in on the ground floor. Uh, great way to start a new series and who doesn't love spider-man so come on yeah it's a nice oversized issue too yeah it's big get that art term cover um yeah that one is really good i'm trying to remember which one i like there's so many yeah that's all the good ones yeah um my pickle is thor by jason aaron omnibus this is okay this is the best the only run of Thor, as far as I'm concerned, you know, yes, um, it collects the whole Jason Aaron like epic, which is Thor, God of Thunder, one through 25, which is the Odinson stuff. God Butcher, that's got that in it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it's got Thor one through eight, which is the Jane Foster stuff. Um, it's really just a continuation. This could all be the same title, um, you know, because it's all by yeah. Jason Aaron. And it's got the Thor's Secret Wars tie-in, which he also wrote, which is like multiverse Thor's are showing up. And then it's got Mighty Thor 1 through 12, which is a more Jane Foster, same artist and writer. It really didn't need to be renumbered, but you don't have to worry about all that confusing stuff because it's all an omnibus in order, you know? Um, exactly. I love the, I love this run so much. So Yeah, it's very I good. Think, it's the best Thor, best Thor I've ever read. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. And this is the best uh movie Thor Love and Thunder research too, because you get God Butcher and Jane Foster, you know? Exactly. And it's $125. Not a bad price. It's huge. So and you got two cover options also. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I already own all the singles and the trades. So I'm probably not gonna pick it up, but you should if you don't understand that. For real. Mm -hmm. But anyway, let's hear about these uh tabletop events. Now, it's time to give you the rundown of all the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of April. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. Feel free to come by an hour early and learn to play. You can join us this month on April the 1st and the 15th. For RPG Day, this month we are playing Call of Cthulhu the investigative horror game that puts players right in the middle of cosmic horror. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, character sheets are provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign-ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, either call the Clear Lake location or send Michael a PM. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month, we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels. This month, on April the 9th at the Katie location, we will be hosting the Kids Ice Troll Paint Night. 
Then, Saturday, April 30th, at our Clear Lake location, we are hosting a freestyle painting event where you can paint any mini in the store. We can't wait to see what you create. We'll see you at the game tables. We're back and we're going to jump right into talking about Moon Knight episode four. That's right. So if you haven't watched last week's episode of Moon Knight, cut it off. Skip ahead a couple of minutes, whatever, uh, because we're going to spoil it. If you don't want to hear about it, you know, whatever, turn it off. Uh, we're also fair warning that we're going to spoil the Northmen in case I forget to say anything. So um, anyway, Moon Knight episode four was last week. And if if you listen to our our discussion the previous week on Moon Knight, Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan asked me a question about something that might may or may not happen in this episode, and it happened. Sure enough. <laughs> and and you know what, Dylan, I'm going to tell you, um, I liked this episode. I liked this episode a lot. However, I will say that after our discussion and you saying, "Is he going to wake up in a hospital and everything's not real or whatever?" I was wa- I was watching this whole episode, waiting for that to happen. So I sort of like was getting kind of antsy and bored. Oh no! Throughout the, <laughs> the tomb chasing stuff, I was like um not not that's not the show's fault that's my fault um yeah but i i did enjoy this episode what'd you think about it i enjoyed it a lot i thought the i thought i had a little bit of a slow start um the layla and uh steven investigating uh the tomb that's the name of the episode the tomb um was kind of a meh to me but then once they you know, basically awoke that monster and it kind of, they introduced like those as horror as Marvel can get, you know, elements. Yeah. I thought that was really fun. And then we got the hospital stuff after that. So it was like, they hit the ground running after that, but it was the first 15 minutes or so. I was a little bit like, all right, like, uh, yeah, it, the it, Amit, Amit stuff is just not uh, too compelling to me. Yeah, I agree. It was sort of like, all right, can we get to it, please? felt like we were just waiting for the other shoe to drop for most of the episode but then you know mark gets shot and falls into the water and falls down 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 and then we awake to some really bad movie being played with characters that are named uh, you know steven and you know whatever and then we find like dylan said last week um, from the lemire run uh a hospital um yep uh, mark wakes up in a hospital um with all of the things we've seen there's a lady drawing conchu i'm not going through all the easter egg, easter eggs but everything you see is an easter there's some cool ones yeah i i um, didn't catch them all i caught the uh cupcake look, cart though a lot like legion right yeah very much that if you watch the fx series legion which we did episodes on on the first season um which yeah did it better in my opinion maybe a little bit but i this was this was really fun. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I, um, I really enjoyed it. And you see Ethan Hawke in there playing the the therapist, and I I liked it. I thought I liked the scene a lot. Um, and then you get the big reveal at the end of the big <laughs> hippo. Yeah, I I love it. Um, I I I love that Moon Knight is so um, wildly different. It seems like than all the other Disney Plus shows. That's true. It's definitely doing its own thing. Yeah. Where, where are you um, at with the series? I'm still really enjoying it so far. Uh, the first... Going. There's two episodes left. Yeah, it seems like 
we're getting a big status quo shift, but they also could just be done with the hospital stuff really quickly and move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not sure what the, where they're going with the next two. I kind of wish the last two would just come out together. Um, I think the show will be better binged at the end, but I'm not sure. Um, but I liked that a lot of the threads of like the emotional arcs kind of came together this episode specifically with Layla who I feel like has been a little aimless this whole show you know yes. just kind of tagging along um you know reacting to things but I like that the drama with her father and how that ties into Mark's past has come forward and she had her storyline a little bit more like woven with um Harrow, Harrow, what's his name? The Hit villain? Harrow, yeah, yeah. With him, she had that moment. So uh, I thought they did a lot for her character this episode, which I was agree. cool. And um, I like that we got still more Mark and Steven interactions, which is my favorite part of this show, you know? Um, yes. My one thing that I don't like is I don't really like the romance part of it. It's not doing it for me. No, me the neither. Steven, it's, it Steven it and Layla, it's not it. It feels fake. Like, I'm just not into it. They have no, I know it's weird saying they have no chemistry because he's, you know, yeah, playing a character, but like, it doesn't feel like a natural progression, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have, like, they didn't do the whole, like, oh, she's really annoyed by him, but secretly, like, you know, she likes him. Like, they, I didn't get that vibe early on. I got, she just was annoyed by him <laughs> in, the, in the first, you know, first yeah. interactions that they had. So, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, a weird thruple situation. Like, does she need to be that character? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's it's kind of weird, um, and it doesn't really fit with the the rest of the vibe of the show to me. Um, but on the whole, I am really enjoying it. So it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking uh, did to you, the next did, were you two. did you like the spooky stuff? Um. Yeah, they I tried to make it scary. They did some horror elements, you know. I mean, I didn't think it was scary, but I think it. I think it worked well. Yeah, like, it wasn't scary, but the vibes. Yeah, I, I'm here for the vibes. I'm, I'm, I'm really digging the show. It's, it's, it's up there so far with one of with my favorite of the Disney Plus uh, stuff so far. Um, particularly because it's been different and it doesn't feel just like another Marvel film that's cut up to fit, you know, an hour long episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm about it. I think two it's more. Good. Two more. Uh, I don't know what to expect. So um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Dylan, you ready to talk about the Northman? I am. The Northman. I saw the Northman. Um, so the Northman came out. Remember, spoilers for the Northman. Um, came out last week. I, I saw it in Dolby. I was excited. It was great. Nice. That must have been good. Yeah. Oh, man. The sound was killer. Um, so. What is this movie? Uh, I was looking for the tagline and I don't have it. Um, oh, a yeah. bloody revenge epic and breathtaking visual marvel, whatever, you know. Um, Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two days or two decades later, uh, Amleth is now a Viking who's on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle and avenge his father. Um, so you get this very uh, Shakespearean story here um, wrapped in a, a Nordic skin. And so this is a, and Robert Eggers has done The Witch and The Lighthouse, which is, mm-hmm. not, neither of those I would classify as epic or any no. sort of a budget, you know, like it's very, uh, 
intimate movies. Inti- you yes, know? exactly, exactly. Um, so it's interesting to see what he does with uh, a bigger budget and a lot and, and a lot more wiggle room. So yeah. But anyway, um, I was very much anticipating, uh, highly anticipated uh, for this movie. What did you think, Dylan? Were you very into it? Were you hyped? Um, the trailer made me excited for it. Uh, but then I just kind of forgot about it until it came out. And uh, I was out of town, so I had to see it last minute. So I was like, not too happy about having to go see it. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you, I... Yeah, you saw it last night, right? Yeah. But then once I was there, I, was, I really enjoyed myself, so... Uh, it wasn't very highly anticipated, but I, I did enjoy it. I was very much looking forward to it, um, but not for like. Okay, so I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial, uh, but or maybe not controversial. But I, uh, um, I, I'm into this for the I like Robert Eggers uh, aspect, not for the I like Viking and Norse mythology type stuff yeah because i definitely saw those people walk into the theater when i was seated and you can just you get you get a read immediately oh there's the guy with the metal shirt and the backwards hat and the tattoos like you know what i'm saying like not not, not you that, profiling yeah i mean yeah but me profiling. yeah <laughs> yeah but like but you know somebody that's like would tell you all about their favorite metal band and i i also like metal you know but you know there there is a weird um connotation that goes along with being the white guy who's really into white guy culture you know so i just want to get that out there like i i i feel because i had some some nitpicks with this movie that i sort of kind of felt like i got along with joker as well and that it because i don't know like it, it it can sort of like um embolden some people who like stuff for the wrong reasons you know um so yeah um because there's people who really now there's people who are super scholarly and into the history and mythology and whatever and that's that's not what i'm saying but like if you think the vikings are like the be all end all super cool that's they're not they're not something to aspire to be they're not to be revered you know but did this movie do enough to convey that um, i don't know i'm on the fence about it so Alexander Skarsgård, the main character, he he does some pretty despicable things throughout this movie. Like he's yeah, not but a, he's still like he's the main character, but he's I, I I wasn't really actively rooting for him. Yeah, but I could easily see how someone would. You know? Yeah, me too. But like, after uh, he's like eating innocent people's faces off and like biting people in the throat. You're like, oh man, okay. This isn't just your simple revenge mission and you're going along with this to get to where you need to be. You're you're about it. You are this monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But either way, so this movie stars um Alexander Skarsgard, uh Ethan Hawke, uh Nicole Kidman, and others. And you Taylor Joy. That's I'm pretty Taylor much it. Joy, yes. Um <laughs> and Bjork, how dare you? And Clace Bong. Who was very played good in this Fio- movie, actually. Fionier. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good. Um I also my my favorite my favorite character was Bjork. I thought she was great as the the blind <laughs> witch lady. Necro. Yeah, she she was excellent. Um, in her thirty seconds of the movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, Ethan Hawke was very good in this movie too. Willem Dafoe was in it. Everybody, every, all the performances. Oh right, were good. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> all the performances were good. Willem Dafoe was a little cartoony, over the top, 
but oh yeah but but that's sort of like the movie is very over the top you know this yeah a, I, I would agree with that the movie is super extra and it definitely i think it threw me for a loop with some of the stuff that they showed like the uh like when um when ethan hawk and the little boy and his son are going into the cave and they start barking like wolves and drinking from water I'm like oh wow this is not what their first their first sonos came out yeah yeah for real like i was not expecting this to be like this you know but it was um, definitely a little kooky it was and then it sort of becomes you know you know the, the murder happens and he runs away and uh well we don't, we don't need the whole plot of the movie but uh, you you see him become an adult and go through a bunch of murders to get his way to where he needs to be and this right. is a bringing me to my point of this is a very violent movie it is yeah it was like brutal like excruciating yeah. to look at gross it's uh, not pleasantly violent you know what i mean not like um like a scream or something which is like yeah fun. the combat was very like visceral impactful yeah and visceral it wasn't it was a little dancey sometimes i thought but yeah. uh um it was gross. Anything with like sword fighting grosses me out normally yeah. with stabbing. So I, with with calling it dancey, that does go back to think me saying it's kind of like a very Shakespearean sort of plot line here. Uh, well, that's so, on purpose. Right, exactly. And so, you know, maybe it being like a dance, you know, is on purpose, like being a little bit theatrical. With somebody I can fighting. see that. Um, this is I, the story that um, inspired Hamlet. Yes. I don't know how much of that of that is a spoiler for the movie, but um i think that I, i'm hoping that was by design it's it felt very choreographed sometimes you know like watching a play especially with the long takes that they did, it did. which feels like every director is like i can do a long take like but these ones were actually pretty good so it, it didn't bother me i th- i think this movie was shot beautifully as well like this looked incredible uh mm-hmm. especially on that dolby screen i thought this movie was Really, really, I'm jealous because the sound was so good. The the score and the sound, oh, like man. just the sound editing. I don't know much about sound editing, but like just the way it felt very immersive, you know. So I can imagine yes. that in Dolby, that'd be really good. Yeah, and and I was like one of the only people in that Dolby. So like I um, well, I was the only one in my row for sure. So I just you know, and in Dolby you have like the risers uh, behind you. So I just felt like I was the only one in this theater. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was great. I had a great experience watching this movie. Um, and I, like I said, I thought all the performances were excellent. Um, I think uh, downsides with the movie. I think it, he, he, um, Amleth, Amleth, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it's there's there's a part towards like the end of the towards the middle of the third act where he has the opportunity to kill the guy that he's trying to kill multiple times but opts to dennis the menace prank the guy like with horrifically gory pranks obviously but like to terrorize and like be a nuisance rather than kill him first you know so which ultimately becomes his downfall because they have to fight at the at the the base of this volcano in the nude Mm -hmm. and uh which man that fight was brutal holy crap um, yeah it was gross man i yeah that was bad news bears but um i don't know i think i think um it it, it meandered a little bit 
uh, in that in that spot. But other than that, I thought the movie flowed very well together. I agree. I I mean, I want to echo everything you said, but I feel like this movie was like extremely well made. You know, like yes. I felt. I don't know, it was one of the most like immersive movies I've seen in a really long time. Like I just felt like I was there and I hated it. I was like, I would not survive even the life of a prince here. Like me too, the me way too, I would step on a rock and die. <laughs> I just couldn't, I couldn't. I hated being in this movie, you know? I know, I, I, I completely agree. I was I was transported and I hated every second of it. I did not- This isn't to how to train your dragons, Vikings. This is like disgusting, yeah. dirty, filthy. Actually, even the kings and queens are like, you're a king of like a little hut, you know? It's like, cool. Yeah, I don't good, know. Good I didn't- I didn't like, I didn't like being here. I don't want to go back. Um, right. So that being said, I thought it was like perfect on that, on that front, you know, the cinematography, the directing, the sound, the score were amazing. The, um, in terms of the story, the mythology scenes didn't, I see why they're there. And I think they added to like the tone of the movie and made it a little bit more like fantastical and, like epic, you know, but it didn't do like it for seeing, me. Seeing the tree and the, the tree was cool. Yeah. And then the, I don't know, I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, okay. There were, it, 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 they were sprinkled throughout the movie, but they didn't, sometimes I didn't really understand them fully. Um, uh-huh. And it didn't do it for me. Like I, it, it came to like a halt sometimes. Um, really? Okay. It kind of felt like the Green Knight, except for like brutal, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes things would happen, you know. I like, oh, wonder what what that is. We're moving on, you know. Like right, <laughs> that was that one's for the history heads. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's too long. The movie. I know I say this a lot, but um, I think you, there's some stuff that you could cut out, in my opinion. Uh-huh. It felt really long to me. I don't know why. It felt longer than two hours and sixteen minutes, which it is. Like it felt like a three hour epic. It you know? did. It did. Um, I mean, I was entertained the whole time. I wasn't bored, like I said, but like, um, I was a little bored or frustrated when, like you said, he would have the opportunity to kill him, and he'd be like, "No, it's got to be at the end of the movie." Basically, is what he would say. Right. You know, no, like be, can't no, do it now. Has to be Bjork, like a fire. Yeah, Bjork choreographs the entire movie in the first act. You know, and right. there's no surprises at all. It not really anyway. If you if you listen to I what she know. said. It's clear what's going to happen with the mom too, in my opinion. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't know if that's meant to surprise people, um, but the the story wasn't interesting to me. I wasn't emotionally invested at all. I didn't. I don't need to sympathize with the movie to enjoy it. That's like the difference for me. Like with all the dudes who hated Turning Red, like I didn't sympathize or connect with this on any level at all. But I enjoyed it, like from a technical aspect. So. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I don't think I, I'd watch I, it again for that reason. Oh, I, I would definitely watch it again. Um, but I, but yeah, I also don't relate at all to the characters. And like, um, it is, it's a revenge movie. And I don't know, like, that's a very, um, in this format, it's a very like alien, you know, sentiment, the way revenge is portrayed in this movie. Like, I can, that this is something that, I will never experience like like the, like like they're depicting here, you know. Yeah. Solely driven by one purpose and unable to focus on anything. Like he was out, dude. I thought, you know what? I was actually really hyped when they gave you the false ending. Um, 
And I was like, oh yeah. man, are they is he really just gonna gonna dip like that? Like wild. Okay. That would have been surprising. Yeah. I I was actually here for it. I was like, man, I bet that's gonna make the Viking bros mad. Um and then But he, it was very much like masculine men movie but made by men for men a little bit like like primal urges uh which is you know it's vikings it's hard to like fault it for that but it's not something i connect with i agree but i think it was also not glamorized like it is in other things like like a like a 300 um this was more like definitely not like that not not appealing like when the dudes are all like standing around the fire half naked and yelling like that's not appealing it is very masculine. I don't know. I don't know, Michael. I feel I mean, like to some people it is. Maybe so. I mean, if I hey, feel like Amleth is like a little bit idealized in in the movie. He doesn't do anything too heinous, you know. And he's. I mean, he kills several innocent people. Like he's part of a raid and kills a bunch. Of I mean, people. they're not innocent because they're standing in the way between him and his revenge. You know. Oh, fair enough. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. I knew the there was. I guess the question is like whether or not your revenge is worth it or something, you know? Um, yeah. And from the get go, I was like, well, maybe your dad sucked, you know, like <laughs> why is he better than this other dude? You know, like, so it, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get on board with, with Amleth at any point, but Alexander Skarsgård acted the hell out of it. Oh, he did man. a really good job. He was great. Yeah. And the Cole Kidman great. chef's kiss. She well, heartbreak feels good in a place like this, don't it? Does it, it does? Um, man, I don't, it's hard to talk about her character without spoiling it, but she gets you, it feels like maybe she'll be sidelined the whole movie, but then she gets some juicy stuff, uh, towards yeah. the end. So, yeah, she does. Uh, I really enjoyed her performance, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's rate this movie. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, well, I did give it four stars on Letterboxd, that is four out of there's half, there's half numbers, so. Four out of five. Okay. Um, Michael, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like, I, I struggled because. I, so I, I said, you know, I want to be more liberal with my stars, but, you know, I also. I don't want to just hand out five stars. This definitely was not a five star film. Um, but. I looked at my other four star rated films, you know, um, and I like, is it better or worse than those? I was like, oh, it's to me, it's very similar in terms of quality to films I've rated four stars, you know? So that's, that's sort of how I got to my decision. It was, is it either going to be four and a half, four or yeah. three or three and a half? And I'm looking at my three and a half. So like, yeah, I got scream five is a three and a half. It's better than that. So I'm going to give it a four as well, because it really was like, it was so well made. I don't want to say breathtaking, but it was like a mesmerizing cinematic achievement. You know, it was so beautiful to look at and yeah. so well made. Um, it just lost the star because of the story, but it wasn't even trying to have like a character driven emotional thing that you could identify with. So it's hard for me to like fault it too much for that. Cause that's not what it, what it is and what it was trying to be, you know? Right. Um, so I'm going to give it four stars as well. Okay. So there we go. We, uh, we agree. Um, I, I would say if you can see this movie in theaters, I would, if you can see it in a premium format, I would. Um, yeah. Agreed. 
Yeah. I Wait. Mean, I, it'll be nice yeah. at home, but I would, I would, I think the theatrical experience helps. For sure. Yeah. And it won't be there long, I don't think, because Dr. Strange comes out next week and they're going to yeah. take all the screens. Yeah. So go see it immediately. Because uh, uh, um, otherwise, yeah, it's gone. At least you're yeah. not going to be able to see it in Dolby or IMAX. Yeah. Like, I think it's worth the theater experience. So you're right. Yeah. But for sure. There's also, wait, can I say one other thing yes. about the Northmen? Um, they're, Everything Everywhere All at Once is getting an IMAX release this weekend, starting is Friday. It? Yeah, and it's going to be weird. the last... I don't think it's going to even be in theaters after this weekend with Doctor Strange, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Certainly not in IMAX, so I highly suggest going to it. I'm going on Friday um, nice. to see that movie. If you haven't already, it's it's the best movie of the year so yep. far. Come on. Yep, agreed. Um, and it's just probably your last chance to see it in theaters. Yeah, definitely is. And then go see The Northman. You know, but if you had to go see one or the other, I'd go see everything everywhere all at once for sure. Go back and listen to our review about a month ago. Um, we all we loved that movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all your support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.